Welcome to another edition of Clear Talk. I'm your host today, Jen Jackson. I'm the manager of professional services, and here with me today is Brad Dempsey. And today we're talking about Project WIP. Hey, Brad. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. So you and I both know a thing or two about Project WIP based on our experience. And I know that there's a ton of topics and various content that we could be covering. Um, but in the interest of saving some time for both you and our listeners, I've put together a list of questions and I'd like to take a bit of a rapid fire approach to this uh, this clear talk session. All right. Let's start with this one. Um, so can you tell me what the definition and intent is of WIP? Absolutely. Um, I think you'll find that most financial professionals in the uh, integration space, the construction finance space, will say that WIP is the lifeblood of project-based companies. And what WIP is, is it's a work-in-progress schedule or report, um, whatever you want to call it. it. It's a list of uh, all your projects and the current state that those projects are in. Now, if you look at WIP reports across different systems, different ways that people compile them, they will have different columns. But the primary things that you're going to see in a WIP report are the projected revenue or the contract value of your project and um, some estimates. So basically estimating how much you think it's going to cost, how many hours it's going to take. And along with those are some actuals, uh, because what you do in most cases is you're comparing actuals to estimates to figure out uh, how much revenue you can actually earn. And uh, that's how you actually analyze what state the projects are in at that point. Now, one of the things I should mention is that um, WIP is as of a point in time. So when you run a WIP report, you'll normally see an as of date. Uh, one of the things that's a little different in the way we run WIP reports is we append delta information in our WIP reports. So we not only show you your point in time, we also show you the period to date, what's happening to those projects uh, during the current period. Um, can you tell me what the prerequisites are, prerequisites are to running a valid WIP and who owns them? Certainly. Um, really what you've got to look at is, is our projects are based upon labor, uh, material, and then there are miscellaneous things like rentals and, and other things that go into uh, costing a project. So to have a valid WIP, we have to start by understanding what our obligation is to the customer. So we need a good database of what our contracts are and what we expect from the estimate standpoint uh, to provide that to the WIP. The second part we need is, is we need timely information about the labor uh, that we're expending on the project and the material that we're shipping and costing on the project. Uh, we, ideally, we want to bring those together uh, on a, a regular, a daily basis, ideally. Um, and as far as who owns those, it, it's really there's a group of stakeholders. Um, there are certain groups which own those estimates um, and where they come from, which is generally starts with sales. Um, labor um, may be the operations department. Uh, material may have more to do with the uh, purchasing department, for example. Um, can you tell me a little bit about why it's crucial for systems integration companies to use WIP? Of course. Um, like I said, you know, most financial professionals will say that the, the WIP schedule is, is the lifeblood of any project-based business. And that's because if we need to understand how our business is performing, not only performing to date, but if we under, want to understand where it's going, what's going to happen based upon the current plan, 
we need to understand what that cost is to complete, what that plan is to, to finish out those projects. And we need to look at those as a portfolio. You know, we manage projects individually at the project manager level, but we really need to look at them at the portfolio level to understand how well the company is doing. So that WIP schedule is crucial for the company to understand how that portfolio of projects is performing and what we need to do about them. Um, have you ever seen companies that don't use WIP and um, is there particular reasons why they don't use it? Certainly, we've seen a lot of that. Um, generally, I think the biggest reason is because if you don't have the correct systems or processes in place, it's very hard to collect the data. And if you have to do a lot of manual work to collect the data, you tend to do it not nearly as often or as often as you would like to do it. And quite often we see that data come in after the fact. So you know, labor may come in after payroll is done, which is, might, might be two weeks after some of the work is done. You know, equipment costs may not come in until we get the invoices from the vendors. So I, those are the biggest reasons I see why companies potentially don't have a whip or really have more of a project reporting system that's based on the past as opposed to an actual whip. Um. So for companies that do use WIP, uh, how often should they be updating it and communicating it and how is that helpful? Well, I would say that ideally on a daily basis, you know, because we normally need time bills approved, you know, labor approved and posted and that sort of thing. So although we can get some, some real time up to the minute type of, of statistics, ideally you want to do it on at least a daily basis. Um, worst case, maybe on a weekly basis. And it should be communicated to different people at, at different levels. So as a project manager, I want to see my portfolio of projects pretty well on a daily basis if I'm managing that portfolio. If I'm a department manager, I might want to see my departmental projects at least on a weekly basis, maybe twice a week. Um, if I'm uh, managing the uh, business, you know, if I'm in the executive team, it may be you know every week, every two weeks, but it really depends on the you know the consistency and the availability of the data. But absolutely, it, it should never go more than a couple of weeks where you know we're not looking at that with information. That makes sense to me. Um, how do you determine if a job is overbilled or underbilled based on WIP? Well, if you've got a good work report, those should be columns within the WIP report. If not, um, the calculation is pretty simple. What you do is you take the revenue that you've earned, the, the revenue that's actually uh, been recognized, and you subtract that from the uh, dollar value of what you've invoiced. And the difference between those two numbers is either overbilling or underbilling. Now, overbilling is when I've invoiced more than I've actually earned. And that's a good position from a cash perspective, but it actually shows up as a liability on your balance sheet. Underbilled is when we've expended more costs than we've actually invoiced for. And that's actually an asset on our balance sheet. Um, have you seen some common red flags or indicators of potential issues when analyzing WIP? Absolutely. My recommendation and the way I teach to do WIP analysis is I really want to look at what I call the four GMs or, or gross margins. So we, we have a way that we originally estimated and sold the project to the customer. And we'll have a gross margin that we built that estimate with. Then we're going to have a gross margin, which is how we currently stand from an earnings standpoint. 
We've recognized revenue. We've posted costs. So we're going to have another gross margin. A third gross margin might be our cash position or our accrued cash position. And that is how much we've invoiced versus all the different uh, expenses we've incurred against the project. And the final is our projected finish, and that is our cost to complete. So that's when we take into account change orders, and we see how that's changed from the way we've estimated it. So to me, the biggest red flags are swings between the way we've estimated the project and the way we have cost to complete or our projected finish for the project. And if there's a delta there, we need to understand why. Another thing you can look at with these gross margins is every company will have a range of gross margins that are normal for their projects. So their projects may fall into, let's say, you know, 25 to 35 point gross margin. So one of the things you can look for right away, even in your estimates, is anything which falls outside of the, that uh, gross margin uh, parameter. Okay. Uh, can you explain how WIP reports differ from other financial statements like the balance sheet or the income statement? Sure. Financial statements are historical and like their name says, they contain financial information. Right. What's unique about the WIP report is it's a blend of financial and operational information. So the WIP report will have things like the booked value. So bookings aren't something which normally show up on financial statements. Um, our booked value is our order or projected or contracted value. And the estimate comes from our, our bookings. Uh, we'll see things like labor hours, both estimated and actual labor hours. So these, these are uh, numbers which are important for understanding the progress of the project, mm -hmm. but they're not things that you would normally find on a financial statement. Mm -hmm. um, how can the project and portfolio WIP help in forecasting cash flow and profitability? Well, there's a number of factors. You know, we talked about over and under billing, and those have a very, very big impact on um, cash flow within an organization. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you want to be in an overbuilt position, right? The other things you can look at are your forecasts for equipment purchases, uh, your forecasts for subcontract labor. You can use those to project uh, when you're going to incur those expenses, and you can look at your contracts and see when you're going to be able to invoice for those. You compare those to the average paydays or the, the terms for your customers. So all of those factors in the WIP help you in forecasting your cash flow and, and what your profitability is going to be. Sounds very handy. <laughs> yeah. Is there uh, something that companies can do to ensure that their WIP aligns with their overall financial strategy and objectives? Absolutely. You know, the WIP um, is how you manage your backlog. Now, in our space, the integration space, you don't normally book an order and then get the revenue right away. There is some duration, and it could be weeks, months, or years that you generate that revenue and have that cash flow from the time you did the booking. So one of the things that the WIP allows you to do is, is look at that backlog and understand how the backlog grows and the way it reduces is through execution of revenue recognition and realizing that to achieve your financial strategy, you're going to need your backlog and your bookings and your revenue recognition to be at certain rates to meet your financial goals. So this helps you understand whether or not the amount of backlog you have, how quickly it's growing or shrinking, is going to allow you to achieve your financial uh, objectives. Okay. 
Last question for you, Brad. Okay. <laughs> How does WIP help in communicating with external stakeholders like banks and investors or bonding companies? It's a great question. It's, it's probably one of the most important uh, reports that a lot of those entities look at. Um, what they're looking for uh, are things like slippage. You know, they're looking to see if your projects are, are going in the wrong direction. They're looking at your cash position, you know, what your under and over billing um, positions are. Uh, in a lot of cases, you know, the bonding companies uh, will look at your WIP in a lot more detail than quite often even the banks or, or other stakeholders will uh, because of, of their risk involvement. Because of, you know, normally with the bonding company, if you don't perform, they're the ones who are on the hook to provide uh, some of that financing. So um, they look at that. So having a, a consistent uh, WIP schedule that's accurate and that uh, stands the test of time because they're going to look at it on a regular basis is critical to giving comfort to those companies that are extending um, your loans or your bonds and to give them uh, the assurance that you're going to be able to uh, actually meet your obligations. Very cool. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure.